Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, welcome back to Oz Business Australia's only live streaming business and markets channel. Great to have your company on this Monday afternoon. Just gone midday Eastern Standard Time. And of course, that means we kick off the call. Uh, two experts to review 10 stocks suggested by you in an hour. And uh, great to have your company. A lot of great stocks to get through. Thank you for sending through the suggestions. David Novak from Wealthwise Education is with us. David, good to see you. Thank you, David. Uh, and Francesco Destratus from Ords is with us as well, Francesco. How are you both surviving uh, earnings season? Oh, yeah, it makes it busy. Yeah. Um, you know, Any hand, surprises? Oh, always... Anything impressing you or uh, like Fortescue today? Yeah. Flaming heck. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of it, people say, oh, it's a surprise, but really, with the iron ore price where it is, yeah. you know, it's not all that surprising. And they've paid off a lot of debt, so there's yeah. a lot of free cash flow coming through that business, too. And they're paying it out? Yeah. Um, yeah. Special a lot of people, dividend to shareholders? Yeah, a lot of people are cautious, though, of it because, you know, the iron ore price can't stay at $120 odd a, no. a ton. Um, and they're very susceptible to any real movements in the iron ore price. So yeah. that, that would make me concerned about yeah. it, but the rest of it mm. looks good. David? Yeah, look, uh, Twiggy's very happy. He's getting a $1.1 billion dividend check, fully franked. Oh, no. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I yeah. mean, but the results are stunning. You've got to take your hat off to the, yeah. you know, yeah. the management of the company. It's just been, it's, yeah. a, it's a cash cow, you know, and it's a dip, 10%, it's still on a 10% fully franked yield. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Who would have thought, uh, who would have thought a major miner would be putting the banks, um, into, into shame as a dividend play. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the right space, you know, when iron ore is the right space. Yeah. It's, 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 but he, yeah. even so, even if it comes down, well, he digs it out and he digs it out for $13 a ton. Yeah. So yeah. even if Oh, it, yeah, it's a big cash cow. Yeah, yeah. 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 Forever, is it? Even well, it's if, not forever. There is a life to it, but <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> in well, our lifetime, maybe. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The fe federal budget is based on $55 a ton, yes. even if it, so Josh Frydenberg's rubbing his hands with glee and yeah. this sort of yeah. stuff, uh, but even if it gets down to $55, yeah. well, the still Well, the government needs it too. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Still a lot of cash coming out of it. All right, uh, before we get stuck into uh, your 10 stocks that you've suggested, I come up with the stock of, stock of the day, something that's uh, uh, making news. Thought we'd have a look at super retail today after reporting Bit of a mixed run through COVID lockdowns. Uh, reported today, almost 50% jump in online sales revenue. Don't forget, super retail is super cheap. Auto, Rebel Sport, uh, BCF, which is boating, camping and fishing. So um, it's pretty big in that sector. Revenue rose to just shy of $3 billion. Final dividend, 19.5 cents declared. Full year profit though, fell 20% as the lockdowns uh, smashed a second half at the close some stores. Uh, planning ahead, super retail now expecting to outlay around $90 million of CapEx, already enjoying a bumper run in the first seven weeks of financial year 21, like for like sales in that first seven weeks. So it's given a bit of guidance, um, up uh, almost a third. Francesco, good result. Um, um, what do you think of the result? And what do you think of super retail? I think the result was very good. Mm. Um, but not, you know, not outside of the good retailers we've seen yep. in recent times, you know, JB Hi-Fi, Harvey Norman and the like, um, obviously in a slightly different space. Um, super cheap auto. Look, I think, you know, with the way things are with COVID and people concerned about, um, you, know, you know, their job and things like that, I think people are spending a bit more money on, you know, repairing things than, than actually yep. going out and buying new ones. Um, a good example, well, good indication of buying new things is car sales. Uh, turnovers have been quite good. Yep. Um, other parts of the business, boating, camping, fishing, rebel, uh, people you know, cooped up indoors, you know, yep. wanting to do a bit more exercise and you know, lose a bit more weight. Maybe I should probably do a little bit of that myself. Well, but I put on plenty of COVID. <laughs> um, so, the, so they're the sort of things. Um, you know, the only other business I, I think, you know, it's, but it's always been reasonably disappointing is the MacPack, but it only makes up about 3% of their earnings. So no. 
it's really a, a side issue there. But um, look, I, I like the business. You know, we've got an accumulator on it right. at, at Ords. Um, yeah, the share price has been performing well. So, yeah. you know, that might sort of, you know, I think it's trading around 20 times. So it might start to get stretch, stretched if that um, right. share price keeps going. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm. David, what do you think of uh, super retail? Uh, yeah, look, it was the online retail sales that really sh- shot the lights out, like mm-hmm. a lot of these uh, retailers at the moment. And it's yeah. had this nice V-type recovery from the lows in March for $4 and almost hit $11 this morning, but it's pulling back a little. So I think it's already built into the expectation in the share prices, the results already built in. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not super expensive, you know, for super retail. <laughs> um, so it, and it paid a nine and 19.5 cents fully frank dividend. So... Um, you know, it's a hold, really. It's uh, right. you know, but the the profit was up. Um, the the sales were up about four point three percent, I think, and uh, uh, net profit after tax about one percent. So, you know, but that was mainly driven by the online sales, forty four percent. It's been the secret, hasn't it? The uh, whether these companies uh, are set up for online sales. And also JobKeeper's been quite big for, for some of them as well. Um, but if you've got a good digital presence, market loves it. Well, look at Kogan. Yeah. <laughs> Say no more. I mean, yeah, yeah. look at the valuation of Kogan. Yes. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even old-fashioned Adairs have got into the digital down doing quite well. <laughs> well, the interesting thing is what Kogan came out with a profit of, what, $27 million yeah. for the full year. And they've got the same market cap as Super Retail, but that's on about 15 16 PE, whereas Kogan is whatever that works, it's like 75 times PE. Right. So a little bit overpriced in Kogan at the moment, and that's why the founders sold their shares. Yes. Yeah. Sold yeah. down some shares. Well, I think a lot of, lot of investors are putting it in the tech category when it's oh. really a retail. You know, yeah. it's not, yeah. even though they operate in the tech space, it's it's a retail stock yeah. still. Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. I think investors need to be cautious of how oh, some yeah. of these so-called tech stocks are getting valued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially well, Tesla. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's a thing. If you've got anything to do, any any whiff of technology, you call yourself a tech stock or yeah. or a COVID stock. Yes, yeah. <laughs> COVID stock. benefit from COVID. Yeah. Uh, that's a way to do it. All right. So uh, accumulate from, from odds a hold from, uh, from David there. All right, let's get stuck into the uh, into the first of the stocks that you've asked us to have a look at. And first up, Lena wants a view, Francesco, on TPG Telecom, um, the new merged uh, TPG and Vodafone. They announced um, uh, results, half yearly results, 150% uh, increase, but Vodafone had a net loss. Yeah. Wasn't it? So the result was a bit messy because th- yeah. because it, it had sort of only come into the fold just before uh, the end of the period. So it was a bit of a messy result. So I wouldn't read too much into it. Yeah. Our analysts um, have downgraded, actually, downgraded from an accumulate to a hold just this morning um, as a result of, of those results. Gearing's uh, rel- relatively sound, um, around 30%. Uh, but, you know, there's some headwinds in the sector blowing at the moment. With lower margins, I think there's probably a, you know starting to become a bit competitive. There, the stock's not cheap, and that's why you know our analyst has downgraded. Um, the earnings, probably any earnings growth over the next sort of 12 to 24 months is going to come from any synergies they can extract cost reductions yeah. from, rather than any growth in the sector. So uh, we're on a hold there. Um, you know, there's other areas in the tech space in the telecommunications, excuse me, (laughs) space that we would prefer. And we'll talk about probably one of them shortly, I think. All right, excellent. What do you think, David? I should point out um, these results uh, from TPG just came out late last week. So um, odds are downgraded to a hold hold, uh, today. Um, JP Morgan to a neutral, Credit Suisse to a neutral. Macquarie has an outperform. So... It's a bit higher. Uh, David, I think? would say the same. It's a hold. It's been trending down um, that, that since the merger went through in June with Vodafone. Uh, the other thing is that there's a, been a substantial step increase in home broadband, obviously, usage yep. with the COVID. Um, and there is a question mark about the variable usage component of the wholesale charges to retail service providers, which could yeah. reduce their margin. Okay. So, so that's a little bit of a question mark because of the enormous usage of the broadband service. So, um, you know, they're, they're, but, you know, growth-wise, I see 
I see TPG is the leader in that sector for 5G and other network mm -hmm. providing providers from other providers like Telstra, for example. Right. So, but right now the trend is not your friend, and I would wait to sort of start to see some more results over the next six or twelve months on this one. Right. To so, see yeah. how the merger settles in. I, yeah. I think you're right. The 5G is a key to the whole sector. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Not NBN. It's the 5G. Yeah. Um, but I think Telstra is probably a little bit ahead in that space at the right. moment. I mean, TPG's got their own network in, in a couple of areas, but I think yeah. Telstra is probably ahead in uh, the technology side of things. Yeah. So Vodafone hasn't performed. TPG has, is regarded as having really good management, does it? So, yes. Mm. So you, uh, you want to wait and see yes. how it settles down, yeah. but chances are... TPG management could turn around yep. Vodafone. Yeah, I think so. Is that yeah. the view of the market? And, and, and you know, our, our reduction to hold you know, probably in, in indicates that, you know, maybe sit back and see how management bring yeah. these two companies together yeah. uh, and see how it performs from there. Okay, all right. Uh, thank you for that, uh, Lena. Appreciate the suggestion. Uh, our next suggestion, David, comes from AJ, the, uh, mm. the Unity Group. Again, similar space, Internet Associated Telecommunications. Um, it's, it's acquiring, isn't it, Opticon, yeah, uh, another yeah. business uh, uh, for $550 million. It's raising $270 million to, to fund it. What do you think of Unity Group? Yeah, look, they did this capital raising for that acquisition. I think they raised yeah. $152 million at $1.40 in, was it in just June recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, Look at this one, I, I, I put on a hold at the moment, I think, just waiting for that acquisition to flow through. Um, but look, they're looking at the chart as well, the trend you can see that's up near the top and it's, yep. look, the, the number of times it's hit that resistance, what we call resistance level, it's the highs there at $1.75, you can see how many times it's hit there and pull back. So right now it's just consolidating, which what I think the market is indicating here is just wait and see how this um, takeover filters through to their earnings, but they're pretty, from reading their, um, they're, they're pretty optimistic about the, um, the outlook for their growth and particularly wireless communications, right. um, you know, with these towers that they build. So um, yeah, look, it's, uh, it's in the fiber network uh, yeah. sector. Um, uh, they, they build wireless towers and things like that, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the return on equity has been pretty low, like prior to this acquisition, around yeah. 2%. So Certainly not a growth stock that I would rate. Uh, so it depends how this, this again, how this takeover filters through into the earnings okay. going forward. So, and the market's showing that at the moment. So just a, mm. a wait and see again. Okay, Francesca? Um, our guys got a buy on it. So okay. slightly different to David there. Yeah. Um, they like this acquisition. Um, it has just been folded into the company now. Um, but it also, yeah, they've got a good track record of some acquisitions and, and our analyst likes going forward that the, the opportunity of acquisitions going ahead as well. Um, it strengthens their position in, in fiber as well. Um, and the recurring network revenues uh, become a lot stronger for them. Um, it, it's it's all, trading on a fairly high multiple, but uh, our analyst is expecting EPS growth to, to, to uh, I suppose, justify uh, the high multiple that it's trading on. Has really good strong cash flow generation um, and ahead of expectations and is right. growing. So, okay. you know, those sort of things stack up for our analysts at the moment. Okay, all right. So a buy on Unity Group. And David, you were saying there's a ceiling of around that $1.75. Yes. Does it, do you look at an acquisition like this to say, okay, is this the supercharge it needs to break through that? Well, possibly, yes. Right. That's the if thing. They, so, if they get it right. So yeah. just let the market tell you, you know, um, when um, when the numbers come through, um, you know, then you wait for that break as, right. a, as an entry. Right. Uh, okay. But right now, the technicians, you just, um, it would be a wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it could be a possible pullback as well, you know, given what you've seen today, the price action, it opened right. up strongly, but it's pulled back yeah. sharply. Yeah. So you could get a further pullback here for an, a, a better entry opportunity right. later. Yeah, it's interesting these uh, barriers, isn't it? That we talk about it a bit here on the call, um, like with CSL, it was at, at two eighty, was it? It just kept bouncing off two eighty for dip below it a bit, 
yeah. then came back up again. Yeah, that had a bit of a slingshot. See, so like mm, you, yeah. know, you look at what happened. I mean, geez, you know, when it had a big gap up on their earnings, I mean, to me, that was an opportunity if you bought low to take some money off the table right. and then it pulled back for three days. Pull back again. Um, so, yeah. you know, it's a wait and see on that one as well. So, uh, yeah, like, interesting. But I'm just a bit cautious right now with the overall market of what's going on in the tech sector overseas, you know, with the geopolitical situation, with the China, um, especially the elections coming up, yeah. uh, just the valuations on the S&P 500 just, you know, uh, off the Richter scale. Yeah. So, you know, I'd, I'd just be a bit cautious getting too bullish right now. But our market's holding up, in fact, quite well. Yeah. And in fact, if you strip out this, the six FANG stocks, we've outperformed the S&P mm. for, the, for the last year. So, um, you know, the, if you took those out, the right. S&P would be down about right. 6%. Wow. Yeah. Okay, made a huge difference, haven't they? <laughs> All right, uh, thank you for that suggestion, AJ. Um, next, we have a suggestion from Philip. Uh, Francesco, the Ava Risk Group. I didn't know <laughs> much about them. Um, but they're in risk management services and technology um, with intrusion detection. Uh, electronic access control data networks. It sort of um, appears to be in this sort of cyber security. Yeah. Sort, oh, I sort would of feel space, it doesn't it? Yeah. Shares are up 225% <laughs> since their 52-week low of um, only eight cents uh, and have returned 62% since the beginning of the year. You go back a few years, though, the share price was much higher. So right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got to be cautious of some um, of those sort of things. Um, positive cash flow, they were saying, in the most recent sort of quarterly announcement to June 30th? Um, well, I had a look back at, at um, previous years and uh, I'm looking at negative EPS and cash flow, so yeah. no dividends. Um, mm. Yeah, market cap of 53 million, so it's not a, a you know small in comparison to others, but it's not tiny. Um, look, I like the space, but I just wouldn't put enough uh, confidence in, in, in the business without doing a lot more digging on management and where it was um, you know, a number of years ago when the share price was much higher, yeah, what, what dragged it down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so to me, you'd have to do a little bit more research into who was running it back then and who's running it now. Um, look, if you're looking for things in that space, I mean, uh, you know, we don't have a recommendation on this stock, so, and, and my personal opinion would be just, you know, if you're interested in it, watch it, but I, I, I'd be very cautious. It's going to be very volatile, so it's risky. Right. You know, it might be a punter's stock more than anything else. Yeah. Um, Coden's one in this space, sort of, sort of in this yeah. space, yeah, yeah. Uh, electronic equipment uh, devices. So, you know, that's much larger stock, um, you know, and, and gives you much more confidence in the investment as right. well. Okay. Yeah. We don't have any mm. recommendation on Coden, but I, I just like the, yeah. you know, the business model and the, okay. the, the management and, and what they do. Yeah, yeah. It's well. It's a it's a space that everyone's getting interested in that cybersecurity. So that's what's yeah. you know. Well, when I'd the say. prime minister starts talking about it and saying this is the new war and that sort of stuff, it's yeah, it's so a big thematic. But like Francesca was saying, it's a small cap, fifty three mil market cap. No, no positive earnings, positive cash flow, but yep. that's got to filter through to the bottom line. Um, so obviously there, there's there's a bit of R and D in this business. Um, it does look a bit illiquid. It is. It is. It's gone from ten cents, as you can see, up to twenty-five. Yeah. And just pull back slightly here. So, yeah. Look, um, I wouldn't be chasing it. I'd uh, be waiting for you know, for more results to come out. Um, so for me, if you've got the stock, you'd probably hold it. But you'd have a, you'd actually have an exit strategy here below that previous what we call low, which was around twenty-one cents. I mean, just below that, because it, it could pull back to seventeen again. Um, which is where the breakout was. Right. So um, I would not be chasing the stock here. I'd, I'd be waiting for um, more results down the track here. But uh, and, and if anything, you'd take some profits? At yeah, if you got in at yeah. $0.10, cents for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely yeah. take some profits. Uh, yeah. They've got a you know $7.9 million in the bank, so that's okay. Yeah. Got a yeah. bit of cash there. And they're generating positive cash flow. So, so Sometimes with these sort of stocks, the share price will move based upon the whole sector. So yeah. tech sector's been hot, so and cyber security's hot. Yeah. Um, a lot of people go in sometimes blind just, just by the stock. Yeah. Being a liquid, it'll push it quite hard. Yeah. And mm -hmm. also, uh, you're quite right, when a sector's hot, and they're a couple of leaders, everyone looks for, oh, have they forgotten about yes. this one? And <laughs> let's support this, yeah. hoping it'll get dragged yeah. along. Well, 
you know, so if you just look at their cash flow, I'm looking at the statement here from the uh, quarterly, uh, 4 million improve, you know, improvement from 2.9 the previous quarter, but yeah. then their costs, operating costs was 3.8 million yeah. higher than the previous quarter of 2.8. So, right. so, you know, their costs are going up with their, obviously with their cash flow as well. Right, okay. And you're hoping for the opposite, aren't you? When, when revenue goes up, sort of you hope you get to a critical mass where yep. uh, cost as a percentage on the way down. Yes. Yep. Okay. Mm. All right, um, David, our next uh, suggestion is from Jan, uh, Premier Investments, uh, Solomon Lou's sort of retail business. Um, if you're a grand, grandparent or, uh, or parent and your kids are into Smiggle, uh, they own Smiggle, uh, as well as Peter Alexander Pajamas. They've got an interest in Just Group and also Breville um, mm. as well. And uh, recent um, recent earnings report out as well. Yeah, look, uh, you know, the fact that they've got 28% of Breville, I mean, mm. hasn't that been a good investment yeah. for them? Um, <laughs> Even on its own without anything else. Yeah, and, and look, it's had a great recovery from those March lows below $10 and where is it now, 19, heading back up to those highs around 20. Um, it has had a little breakout here above $17.50, but again, it's got that what I call ceiling or resistance level up, come, approaching up here um, between 19 and $20. Yeah. So um, look, it, it, it's, um, it's probably got a little bit more upside here. Um, just looking at the valuation, um, you know, just under 4% dividend yield, but it seems to be like, you know, trading on a, valuation that seems to be about uh, much higher than most analysts have on the stock which is around 13 14 dollars yep. so it's, it's it's at a pretty big premium to that on 29 21 times multiple um, so uh, yeah look I wouldn't be chasing it but it, I'd be holding the stock That's okay. all right I hold on uh, on premier and does it worry because Solly Lou has been pretty outspoken about landlords and saying to the to the shopping so that, that's the thing that would concern me a little hey, bit mate, is, I'm, is I'm how not much rent are they paying rent. and what are they going to be paying later and Cent, on Centre Group who own all the old Westfields mm. actually locked Mosaic out last didn't they uh, yeah. sh shuttered the stores because they were following the, you know the Solomon Lou yeah. um, sort of trade saying we're not going to pay you any rent well Property trust, you know, centre groups, one we would be avoiding, like replaying yeah, at the moment, yeah, yeah. because you know there's a lot of. But you never saw vacancies in Westfield say five to ten years ago, but yeah. there's starting to become that issue, yeah. and and the, the format's changing a bit too, yeah. and I think they're a little bit behind the curve on that. Uh, but you're right. You know, I, with, I was wondering whether they were not game enough to shut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's shops. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they've got they, 1,200. Let's just choose the weaker like Mosaic rather than Accent or Premier. They've got about 1,200 stores, so they're going to yeah. be pre present in a lot of the Westfield and, and a number of stores with Absolutely. the number of brands they have as well. Yeah. So there's a number of question marks. We don't cover the stock, and I'm not about to say, I, I, I'd be pretty much a hold on this one myself. Right. Um, but the question marks I have is around the rent. You know, what are they paying at the moment? What are they going to have to pay uh, post COVID? And are the rents going to be adjusted? for them to suit that. The other question is probably a positive one is with the removal of mosaic from the landscape, um, you know, potentially is that going to give them a better market share? Mm. Um, so there's some positive yep. questions there yep. as well. Um, oh, you know, I think it's trading on around 22 times. So as David mentioned, you know, some of the analyst price targets are a bit lower. Um, therefore, you'd probably say it's fairly fully valued at the moment and, right. and you'd be sitting on a hold. Right. But um, there's some interesting things that will come out of Premier and Centre Group and, and Mosaic and, and others in that space, I think. Yeah, yeah, and their global retail sales here were down from 400, um, it was 484 million the second half, down 106 million yeah. or 18%. And it's the online, re again, online, online retail sales that's picked up 40, 49%. Yeah. So that's saving them, but that's the, the global shopfront retailers that are hurting the yeah. most. So, uh, for that reason alone, that's being a drag. Not drag well, on I, I think you'll find some of the. I mean, in the in in the city CBD. I don't know about other other cities. And well, obviously Melbourne's going to have that same issue. Is there's a lot of retail stores that are just not open. Yeah. You know. Um, well, in Sydney, you go to Queen Victoria building. Yeah. And a number of stores, uh, like you would never see 
an empty store in Queen Victoria building. No. Mm. Lib and I were in there the other day. It just stunned how many are closed. Close. Yeah. 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 So so some of these retailers you know, may not be getting any anything through those doors because yeah. they're just not open. Yeah. Um, but that impacts upon their costs as well, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was just going to point that out, that if retailing's changed, if you've got a good brand uh, mm. and you're online and digital's going well, mm. uh, you would have to think, that would be more profitable than opening a store and paying people at yeah. Westfield or a Queen Vic. But you don't know how the consumer's going to react when restrictions yeah. are removed with COVID. Yeah. You know, so so I I think you'd probably see a lot more consumers that wouldn't have purchased online starting yeah. to. Yeah. But whether they go back to you know the physical stores yeah. when restrictions because it's that retail what do they call it? Um, yeah, therapy. Therapy. The it's people an event. need. It is, so, yeah. Well, well Lib and I were in Nick Scarley because uh, he's got a big sale on That's over right. the weekend. Holy Did hell. you get much therapy? It, it, was, pump, <laughs> it was pumping. It well, was, I couldn't believe it. I guess people are upgrading their sofas because yeah, they're watching the world. Oh, that's what we're doing. We're <laughs> <laughs> thinking, spending so much time on the sofa, it's more uncomfortable than I remember. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a look uh, at our fit stock um, today. Uh, Helios, a healthcare company in that um, it's a, our second largest pathology service um, after Sonic uh, Healthcare. Volumes, of course, were, were down because of, uh, of COVID and closing it down. But Helios is going through a, um, a pretty big restructuring, Francesco, at the moment, by the sound of it. Closing collection yeah. centres. Um, Look, it's, it's the old primary healthcare for yeah. people that are not aware. They said they've changed the name. Uh, only recently, too, within the last year or two, I think it was. Um, the re results were out on Friday, and, the, yep. and they were in line with guidance and expectations. So there's no surprise there. But come with with continuous disclosure in our market, you shouldn't have too many surprises come uh, results anyway. Mm. Um, look, the management's improved significantly since the old days as well. Uh, they are selling um, the medical centre business. Um, they're keeping the day hospitals and the IVF uh, and the pathology and all that sort of imaging, um, but uh, getting rid of the, um, the medical centre practices. Um, not sure how that's going to play out um, and, and who, who's going to acquire it. But um, look, it trades on a reasonable multiple at 20 times for a healthcare stock. Uh, no final dividend declared, so mm -hmm. similar to some other stocks in the market, not necessarily healthcare, um, they've held back on the dividend. Um, look, I, I, yeah, we're restricted on coverage on this because I, I think our corporate guys are giving advice um, right. on, on the sales. So, right. so yeah, my personal opinion, I think, is if you own it, just be holding it at the moment yeah. um, because yeah, it could pop, but um, I wouldn't be buying at this stage. And if you're looking for something in this space, um, it's a bit smaller, but IDX uh, for right. diagnostics and imaging and things right. like that okay. um, is, is uh, a very good new business, if you like. Okay. All right. David? Mm. Yeah, look, same, very similar views. I mean, it's uh, since they sold the medical centre business, which wasn't really contributing that much, and that's strengthened their balance mm. sheet, but it's the pathology business that's really been yep. improving 25%, uh, especially with COVID, yep. with all the testing, and um, getting some government grants there as well. So, yeah, there is a major restructure here. Look, the trend has been positive since those lows in this announcement, especially the yeah. announcement of the medical sort of centres. Sort highs yeah. at the moment. Yeah, but it's not, a, look, they, it's not like... Um, our Sonic, you know, which has got a global presence, much bigger company, 16 billion versus 2 billion market cap yep. for Helios. But look, it's it's looking positive here. Could get back to those all to previous highs last year, which is around $3.75 if it breaks this uh, this level here. Uh, it's got a little bit of momentum, but you know, let's uh, wait and see. But it's the pathology business that's really contributing to the bottom line. Right. Um, but you know, in the past, the the return on equity has been very poor on this business right. with the medical centres. Okay. So that stripping that out could help that return on equity increase. Right. But but the founder, when he was in control of it, sort of used it as his plaything a little bit. So I think new management might have improved situations. Then. Right. Okay. Um, so, so making Tom, some Tom of the hard tell. decisions. Yeah. But. Like David said, there's better alternatives out there. I highlighted IDX as a small one, and you're right, 100% Sonic's definitely a better proposition, yeah, I think. Yeah. Although their share price has really gone, you know, gone hard over the last three to six months as well. Yeah, but if you've got the stock, you'd hold it. You of know, course, right. yeah. 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 Right. Uh, TPG, uh, a hold from both of them. Wait to see 
how the merger goes through with Vodafone and what sort of uh, uh, what sort of savings they can get out of it and how it boosts itself up. Uh, Unity, a hold from David um, at odds. They have an accumulate a buy on Unity. Uh, Ava Risk uh, Group, um, a no from uh, from both David and Francesco. Codam might be uh, might be a better view. A hold on Premier Investments and a hold on Helios. But if you want to look at that sector, maybe IDX or uh, or Sonic could be the way to go. Um, that's our halfway mark. Uh, just a reminder here on the call, we've got our, our own index, our portfolio that we've been tracking since the 1st of July, a bit of sort of fantasy investing. All the stocks that get two thumbs up from our expert panel uh, go into the portfolio. Um, and uh, let's check how it's been performing over the last week or so. It's up about 3% monthly return, 1.5% uh, full year to date. Uh, which is since the 1st of July, nine and three quarter percent. Now, uh, when any of those stocks um, in the portfolio come back in for assessment and they don't get a unanimous thumbs up, well, then they're dropped out of it again. Um, in the last couple of weeks or last week or two in August, uh, from the panel here, we've added Fortescue, Zip, the physical gold ETF, Cochlear and Accent Group from last week and Ordinate dropped out. Uh, you can check all of the stocks we have in the course portfolio by heading to ozbiz.co forward slash portfolio. We'll be updating it every day here on the call and track it through. Uh, join us at 1.40 p.m. here on Ausbiz. Chief Executive of Senex Energy, Ian Davies, will be joining us on the back of its full year results. So that's 1.40 here on Ausbiz. All right, let's get into the uh, the second half, David, of our uh, of our ten stocks. And Tony wants a view on Ridley Corporation. Mm. And uh, uh, what Ridley is sort of a um, a feedstock sort yes. of business, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's uh, more nutritional nutritional supplement. supplements for animals. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, this one has been a horrible trend. <laughs> you know, it's, if you look at the, the the trend of this stock from uh, October last year. It's gone from about a dollar sixty down to where it is seventy. What's interesting, though, on the chart pattern, um, it's testing what may possibly be a triple bottom pattern. You can see down there, it's tested that level before where oh, yeah. it is right now. Um, so that's March, early June. That's and, it. Yep. March, early June. It needs yep. to break that previous high is eighty cents there, the immediate high. So if it breaks above that, that would be a bullish pattern. We call it right. okay. triple bot bottom pattern. Look, they, they made some acquisition, and I, you know, it's interesting, it's almost my name, Novak, except with a Q at the end, CQ, <laughs> um, which was um, a production of prawns, believe it or not, that yeah. is a product, which apparently um, has got some uh, benefit for the animals, I don't know, but uh, they've had to put that on hold, and they've written down as a cash impairment, um, non-cash impairment, I mean, of 21.6 million, Obviously, the COVID, they, they built this plant in Thailand, you know, right. to produce this, whatever this product is. This prawn nutrient or whatever. Nutrient, yep. whatever. So that's been put on hold. Now, that, they're pretty excited about that as a growth uh, sector of the business. Um, but other than that, I can't get too excited about this, this company right. until it's, it's just, um, yeah, look, I just wait and, you know, uh, they've obviously been impacted by COVID and... Um, Return on equity is pretty poor, high PE, still yeah. trading on a high multiple. Um, so I'd avoid it at the moment and okay. uh, just wait to see what happens down the track. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying you know, yeah. it's hard to get stimulated by something like this. <laughs> um, the dividend's quite attractive, but you know the question mark is uh, can they can they maintain that? And I don't see a huge amount of growth in it. Um, right. You know, the uh, it's feedstock, so I can't see the the number of you know of cattle or sheep or that increasing significantly overnight. So there's yeah. not a huge amount of growth. It's more or attrition sort of thing. Um, just on that, that prawn uh, farming, it's interesting because you know, there's a lot of different products that go into um, the, the, the feeding of, of, of animals. And you know, I remember years ago that there was a product called Dynamic Lifter 
which was a fertilizer yeah, from yeah. chicken manure. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was actually registered as a feedstock because when they were testing it, mm. they they um, the, the they couldn't work out why the results weren't coming through uh, in certain paddocks, right. um, and it was because the actual stock were eating. The pellets. So, <laughs> so it got registered. So a lot of things that actually, you know, you wouldn't, you'd be surprised that animals yeah. will eat and that. Yeah. Um, so I do, look, I do like agricultural space, and I think you know th this sort of thing is probably a fairly low risk investment. Um, but again, it's hard to get hugely excited about right. it. Yeah, you, you might see the share price tra trade there for you know two, three years, and not not a great deal of movement. Yeah. Um, it, you, it's, but it's going to provide you with some some reasonable dividends. Uh, if they can maintain that. So, not exciting, but... Yeah, and they've got a four-year update coming up, their results in 26th of August, so... All oh, right, so yeah. wait for that. Yeah, and yep. see what their see outlook is. Wouldn't okay. expect any surprises, though. No. All right. Okay. okay, let's go on to our uh, next suggestion from Cameron. This one's an ETF. Um, and Francesco, the Van Eck Vectors China New Economy ETF. Now, it yeah. invests in... Big Chinese consumer discretionary businesses in that healthcare, technology, consumer staples, all uh, listed in mainland China. So yeah, you can you can ETFs you can slice and dice. You There's can. an ETF for, any, for everything. There, almost, yeah. yeah. If you well, if you want the US market, you can get an ETF for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ours is growing. And and, yeah. and look, I like these um, instruments. I think they're a good way to get access to certain. Uh, investments where people can't a normally get in access to them, or b get diversification. Yeah. You know. So if if a small investor wants to get access to the China market, it's difficult for them to, mm. to go. To, well, you, you know, it's difficult yep. for anyone to go direct, let alone a small investor. So so these give people the opportunity to get exposure there. This one's been a good performer. There are yeah. others in the market. There's the IZZ BlackRock, uh, which follows the FTSE China 25. Um, and there's one other one, I can't remember the name of it, and I, I had a note next to it that it was going to be uh, removed, but it doesn't appear to have been oh. removed, so I, I don't want to say which one it is, but it did. I, my notes did tell me that it was um, creating the index synthetically, which I don't really like in right. ETFs, so I'd prefer them to own the underlying stock, yep. which the other two, IZZ and this, this uh, China New, uh, both do. Obviously, the, the China New has been a really good performer, so I can't sort of yep. disagree you, with that. If you want exposure to, if you want that, exposure to, to China, China market, yeah, and, and look, you and know. And you think it's still, yeah. those companies are still going to do well. Yeah, okay. um, and, and but IZZ's been flat because it's been the top 25 stocks, so right. it's, it's probably uh, a little bit more technology and maybe the China new than, than okay. the other. All right, David? Yeah, look, it's um, it's a pretty small ETF, this one. Um, you know, it's like 8.8 million share, shares are issue, I think, around, and it's, so it's about an 81 million market right. cap or something like that. Um, I don't know what the NTA, they're probably best to go to the Van Eck Vectors site and look at um, what the, what the, what the composite the portfolio yeah, All the issuers are very good at offering that sort of information. So I just, I, I think if you're going to get involved in ETFs, you want to have, look at the liquidity side of it, you know, the easy to get in and out. And so, um, you know, that could be, I haven't looked at the, the depth of this, but just based on the number of issued units. Yeah. I would say it's probably Ill illiquid, uh, right. but look, it's had a great performance and, and it's all based on the performance of the Chinese ma mainland. They, yeah. They'll have market, market makers though. So all the ETFs have market makers. Right, yeah. okay. So you get in and out, right. and, and yeah, they're generally fairly priced. The spread's obviously where they make yeah. their money. Yeah. Um, you know, depending on the liquidity will depend on where the spread is, I suppose. Yeah. But um, yeah, you'll, they'll be priced around the, end, the net asset value. Right, okay. Um, and the fact they're listed on the Chinese market, is that anything to be concerned about? Because particularly the Shanghai market used to be regarded as uh, yeah. uh, a bit of a casino, didn't it? Uh, not so much the Hong Kong market was yes. well, to be it'll be, uh, a I, bit I, more I think, a comp again, what's the composite, whether it's part of listed or unlisted companies, mainly consumer discretionary and yep. um, from what I was reading. Yep, and staples and health staples and yep. health healthcare and technology. I mean, look, it all comes back to. I, I'm just a bit cautious with the tensions between the U.S. and China. Mm. Right. Um, you know, this this could flip around yeah. if you're not careful. 
Yeah, with, um, with any of the ETFs, you've got to have an opinion on the underlying market. So you had the GOLD in the, yeah. the portfolio, yeah. you've got to have an opinion on the underlying gold price. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're investing in China, you've got to have an underlying opinion on China. There's, yeah. there's other ones for US, oil. Um, you know, there's a whole heap raft of different exposures you can get. Yeah. Um, you just got to have an opinion on, on that underlying market. Okay. Yeah, and it, there's, um, there's an index called the New China New Economy Index. So it's, it's the CSI market greater that you need to track. Yeah, uh, so you track the index, yeah. yeah exactly. that's it. Right, okay, yeah. all right. So, uh, worth a look? Possibly, but it's not my cup. I'd, I'd prefer other ETFs to, to get leverage right, on yeah. the Chinese market, as, as Francesca was just alluding to. But this um, one's yeah. going to be but follow the it. new stocks. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if, okay. if, you're, if you're inclined to like that new technology, the new health, the, the new the new listed space in, in the China market, then yeah. IZZ's been fairly flat, which is the, yeah. the, the, the FTSE China 25 index. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, and, and for an investor to follow how their investment's going, they've just got to follow the that, that underlying index and understand that index a bit better. I mean, there's a, there's a raft of others. There's the IOO, which is the MISCI Global Index, uh, Global 100, so you yeah. can invest in that. You can invest in, I forget what the code is, for the S&P 500. You, right. you know, there's NASDAQ ones. There's ones that are specifically on on uh, robotics, you know, right. um, hence yeah. the code Robo. So there's a whole raft of them. Yeah. yeah, and they're like listed investment companies, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, but they like will... Shadow yeah. index. But a listed investment company group. will trade... Um, tend to trade below or above its NTA, where these, the market makers, have to make them trade around the NAV. Mm. So you, right. you could pick up a listed investment company that's trading 20% below its NTA right. um, at a bargain, but there's probably a reason for that because of yep. the management or whatever. Um, you know, if they wound the, the, the LIC up tomorrow and you bought it at 20% discount, then you're going to get a 20% upside. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and it's and look, it's already gone up by 100% mm. since it started. Mm. So, you know, if you're on it, you, keep, you stick to it. Yeah, just, exactly. Just ride it. Um, yeah. I, I'd just be a bit reluctant to chase it that, up here um, sure. after 100% gain since the start of the year. Yeah, okay. Mm. All right, let's uh, take a look at the next stock. Uh, this is suggested, David, from uh, Tina. Um, how do you pronounce it? Amasim? Uh, it's a transparent or it's a mobile and energy uh, retailer, if you like. Bit of action around it at the moment, at the, um, by the sound of it. There's all sorts of talk that it might be selling its energy division, Click Energy. Uh, it's put back its results uh, an extra week. Mm. Um, apparently, the, uh, the energy part of it has 201,000 customers on, it, on its books. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's where it's been growing. They've, they've been, um, you know, growing their data subscriber base. You know, they've had a good increase here. So from May, um, you know, they had 201,000 up to, you know, it's a small increase, but still growing, heading in the right direction. And the EBITDA uh, is a price range of guidance. They've given a guidance of 33 to 39 million. Yeah. So if you look at their, yeah. um, you know, the current market cap of uh, a Missian, they're, um, they're currently, what are they, 210 million. So they're not overly priced based mm. on their forecast EBITDA. And the trend, you can see, is, is heading up. So, you know, this one... And had a bit of a pop of late, obviously, on the, uh, on the back of the, those talks of selling off. Yeah, but it's been a really um, uh, perennial underperformer, I'd call it. Mm. Yeah, um, look at that five-year So when you chart. go back long term, it yeah. looks different, doesn't so it? So maybe yeah. the trend is... Yeah, well, the trend looks like it's started to shift to the positive here. Uh, especially from last week, it's had a really big price range on good volume, and especially from about May, there was very good volume on the stock. So that tells me that you know the buyers are coming back into this, um, and based on their subscriber numbers growing, um, just have a look here. Just something else that they're, they're they also um, they've they've also I think it, is it acquired that they've got this OVO, the largest independently owned asset light Australian mobile provider where mm -hmm. they've got 77,000 mobile subscribers on prepaid plans as well. Right. So um, they seem to be, you know, that seems to be the story right now is they're increasing their subscriber base and uh, revenue and, uh, you know, positive uh, outlook for earnings. Mm. 
Okay. I look at them as billing companies. Yeah, myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, because yeah. they're—I mean—they're all the mobile stuff's powered by Optus. Yep. Um, the energy they buy, the energy in the wholesale market, and sell, resell it in the retail market. So it's all about margins. Mm. Uh, they do have a good size subscriber base on on both energy. Obviously, mobile something like six hundred and twenty-five thousand or thereabouts. Um, I can't get too excited about these sorts of companies. Mm. Um, they're not offering anything different than the larger yep. ones. Um, and in most cases, they're buying um, you know, the, 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 the service from a larger provider and, and, mm. and you know, clipping They're like the, a distributor. Clipping the they? ticket, yeah. Yep. So, so, yeah, it's hard to get excited. Look, if I'm looking at a utility um, or a telco, because you put it in, they're, they're classified as a utility, but you know, mm. it's got the telecommunication side of things. So, you know, there's other 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 investments that I would prefer on the telco side of things. We spoke about um, them earlier. Yeah. Um, on the utility side of things, look, you know, I, I'd probably prefer to go with something like an Osnet, you uh, know, on that side of things. Yeah. Um, or even APA, even though it's not in the retail space, um, on that utility side of things. AGL share prices come back a hell of a long way. Haven't had a close look at those numbers yeah. to see whether there's value there. But you know, there's there's bigger um, utilities out there that you know I would prefer to put put okay. my investment money into. Yeah, and the dividend. They don't, I can't see that they've been paying any dividends as well. Mm. So that's another factor. That okay. Mm. All right. So there you go, uh, Tina, and a no from uh, by David and Francesco there. Um, Keith Francesco has uh, asked for a view on Illumina, the sort of bookside mining uh, Illumina company from, as its name uh, suggests, has 40% ownership of uh, Alcoa um, and a 55% interest in the Portland aluminium smelter in Victoria. Well, we spoke about... T- um, Came out of WMC, didn't it? That's or, right, that's WMC, right, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, it's got a 40% interest in Alcoa. Yeah. Um, world aluminium. So, I mean, basically aluminium. Um, you mentioned earlier, you know, resources stocks providing dividends. These guys are around 5%, you know, mm. dividend fully franked. So, you know, attractive yield. Um, look, we think the balance of the risks of this is skewed to the upside um, uh, on a one year view. Um, so, so, we've got a buy recommendation on it. We think it's a right. good growth story. Um, you know, it's an attractive price to NP, NPV. So, you know, the share price has been a, probably a bit of a sleeper. Um, but, um, you know, we think, you know, investors buying at these levels are gonna probably get a good value over a look, okay. 12 to 18 month period. Right, okay. And good dividend yield, David? Yeah, yeah look, the trend is uh, also <laughs> starting to um, show some life here to turn, uh, turn around, but only moderately, as you can see there. Yeah. Um, there, you know, the, the Alcoa result, the, the quarterly was pretty good. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the numbers here that I'm looking at is that um, Illumina Limited received 58 million net cash distributions in the second quarter, up from 31. So that's a nice lift. Also, Illumina prices have risen from their lows of 225 a tonne to 284 mm. a tonne. So that's okay. a nice lift. So given the lift in the price of Illumina, that uh, you'd expect um, the trend would continue there. But there is a statement here by the CEO saying they're just a little bit cautious about the um, outlook um, and the uh, economic impact of the pandemic, how, how that'll pan, pan out. Right. But you know, it's heading in the right place, uh, it's heading in the right direction and the share price starting to move up. So look, I, I wouldn't be adverse to um, holding this or even buying some down here, right. you know, with a stop below the previous low in case something happens and it turns around. Like a dollar fifty, you know, it's a very tight stop. But I think if it breaks above a dollar seventy-five here, it'll go, could go hop back up to two twenty-five quite easily. Okay, all right. So okay, it's one so to to follow on the trend. To watch. Uh, there you go, Keith. Uh, something to uh, uh, to watch over the next couple of months. And <coughs> excuse me, our final um, uh, stock suggestion is from Gavin Vita Group mm. Limited. David, uh, interesting business. It's sort of in this. Telco distribution. A bit sort confusing of this one, actually. Is, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it acts for, it sort of operates Telstra stores and yes. things like that, but then it is also in cosmetics. Yes. Um, yes. It has the Pampa Medical Skin Clinic and Face Academy, Skin Health. It owned an athletic sportswear uh, business, but recently got rid of that. Mm. Um, 
but it's an interesting <laughs> combination in technology and, and also healthcare. It's uh, the old, old phone zone. Yeah. Oh, that's a, but, Yes. Right. I think yeah. they've still got one store. Yep, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know whether they rebranded it all, I'm not too sure, but right. look, this was very confusing looking at this doc. I hadn't looked at it in a long time um, and just got more confused by, you know, as mm. you mentioned, the, the, the healthcare treatments and I had a look at the website. And, Entrepreneurial. You know, yeah, probably <laughs> more, more, more the point. Yeah, yeah, they they do the Botox injections and all that sort of stuff as well. So, look, I yeah, I don't have a great deal of confidence in some of the earnings numbers that, that were put in front of me. Right. The dividend's been declining. Uh, they suspended year. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did they? I didn't see that. Yeah, but it's been declining. That was prior to COVID, so suspending right. it's not um, not um, surprising at all. Uh, we don't have a recommendation on it, but um, you know, to me, it's confusing. I wouldn't be buying it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Look, I can't get too excited about this. They have got a healthy balance sheet. They've got about 24 million in the bank, no debt, so that helps. Uh, they had 10 million positive cash flow, 188 million market cap. It's in the small cap space, but again, a lot of it they're getting JobKeeper allowances, you know, to right. help in their business, especially the skincare um, yep. uh, business. So look, it's not uh, something that I would be buying at, at Void sure. okay. at this stage. All right, so Gavin and Avoid there on Vita. Uh, just to uh, recap our final uh, five stocks from uh, today, Ridley Corporation, I know uh, the Vanek China, um, yes, has done really well to a point where maybe look at taking some profits off the top of it. But you, if you like, that China thematic and you want to be invested there, yes, it's a good one to be in, but you've got to be sort of wanting that China exposure. IZZ is another alternative, Francesco, yeah. for it, if you're looking around. Uh, amazing, a, uh, a no from uh, both David and Francesco. Uh, Illumina from a yes from Ords and um, certainly a whole, you know, um, have, have a look at buying some from, from David and Vita Group, just too confusing um, to, <laughs> as, as we go through. Look, I, I think a theme that comes through on the call here from all of our experts is, you know, the simpler the business, yes. the better yeah. to follow. Like, like Fortescue's a claim, all it does is dig out iron ore, doesn't yes. do anything else. And how well does it and, do it? And does it well. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. So, um, that, I always say to people, if you, don't, if, you, if you don't understand the business, yeah. then don't invest in it. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, it's just like someone buying a small business. Yeah. You know, if they didn't understand what it did, then they wouldn't buy it. And yeah. it's no different to buying shares Great in the advice. market. Yeah. Francesco Destratus from Ords, good to see you, mate. Thank you nice for coming in. David Novak from Wealthwise, Pleasure. great to see you. Pleasure. Thank you. Uh, that's our show for today. Uh, any stocks you'd like us to cover, flick us an email, the call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us at osbiztv. A reminder where to find all the stocks we have in the calls portfolio, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Uh, and look, before we head to a short break, uh, to get the latest from the team straight into your inbox, sign up for the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance and startups, subscribe at osbiz.co slash join. We'll have it in your inbox at 5.30 Eastern every Monday to Friday. Um, and also coming up a little later, we have um, G8 Education, the, uh, uh, the um, chief executive on in the next hour, and also Christopher Lee from Climate KIC Australia is in for the Startup Daily Show, which is uh, between 2 and 3 p.m. every afternoon for the very latest on startups, private equity, venture capital. That's it for us for now. Enjoy the rest of the afternoon. Don't go away. The Pulse is coming up next. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.